All right. Take your Bibles with me and turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. <clears throat> I want to say thanks to uh, Wesley and Trey. They, uh, they came and helped set up at 6.30 this morning in the cold for the sunrise service. They sang for the sunrise service. They've been here the whole time. And then Colby, I want to say thanks to him. Did he leave? He left, didn't he? Um, yeah, he, he, he snuck in and he left. He came on his lunch break from work to play for us. And so that was, he, he's, he's having to work because it's Easter. And, but he was willing to take his lunch break to come and play for us. And so we've got, we've got people in this serve, in this church who, who are serving. And I, I am so thankful for those people. I'm thankful for Leto who brought the message this morning. It was a powerful message. Uh, if you were not able to catch it, it is on our Facebook page. It will be on our podcast and our website this week. And so, uh, all right. First Corinthians 15. If you're there, say word. That sounds great. Stand with me in the honor of the reading of God's Word. We're going to begin in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins." Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful for your word. We're thankful for this time. We're thankful for the resurrection. We're thankful for the words that we've already sung. God, help us to continue worshiping you through the preaching of your word. Open up our eyes and our hearts to the truth of this message. Pray, Lord, that you would convict where there needs to be conviction and transform where there needs to be transformation. We're thankful that you're still working today. We ask this in your son's precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I know we got a lot of children in the congregation, and it has been a blessing to see so many squirmy babies, to see little heads bobbing up and down the pews. Like, I love it from up here. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Um, we love it. And so it's a blessing. If they get loud, I'll get louder. It's okay. All right. All right. The title of my message this morning is the resurrection matters. The resurrection of Jesus Christ matters. It is important for there to be a resurrection. If there is no resurrection, there is no hope. Okay. It is important that we have a resurrection. And today, as we should every day, we are celebrating the resurrection. This is why we have worship on Sunday mornings, because we believe it is the Sunday morning Christ rose from the grave. And through church history, we now worship Christ 
on Sundays, but we're supposed to do it every day, but the service is on Sunday. Okay. Now I do believe there is a bee flying around, a wasp, Adam Sikkim. So we'll have somebody take care of that. Pay attention to me. Don't look at the guy with the ponytail killing the wasp. It's okay. There we go. If God is for us, who can be against us? All right. Back to the text. Timothy Keller. Okay, Timothy Keller describes the resurrection as the hinge upon which the story of the world pivots. In other words, everything about this world, everything that we live in, every hope we have, everything about our faith hinges on the resurrection. If there was no resurrection... We have no hope. Here's the main idea I have for you this morning. It's this. If Christ has not been raised, nothing matters. But if Christ has been raised, nothing else matters. If Christ has not been raised, nothing matters. There's no point. If Christ has not been raised, there's no point of why we're even here. There was no point for us to be here at 6.30 this morning to set up. There was no point for us to gather together in this room and to sing songs. If there is no resurrection, nothing matters. But if Christ has been raised, if there is a resurrection, nothing else matters. That's what Paul's trying to get at here in this text. He's talking to a group of people who are claiming that that, that bodily resurrection, people rising from the dead, is not true. It's not Valid, But yet these same people are still claiming that Christ rose from the dead. And Paul is trying to tell them, how can that be? If you do not believe in a bodily resurrection, you cannot believe Christ rose from the dead. And if Christ never rose from the dead, we have no hope. Church, we live in a world today where people deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They deny it. They try to come up with theories of of what happened to the body of Christ. They they, They try to disprove the resurrection. But the thing is, is that our hope lies on that resurrection of Jesus Christ. They try to disprove it, but they have yet to do so. You cannot disprove the resurrection of Jesus. Did I say that right? There's a lot of double negatives in that one. If Christ has not been raised, nothing matters. But if Christ has been raised, nothing else matters. All right. I've got 10 points for you. Number one, if Christ hasn't been raised, okay? So I got six points for you here. If Christ hasn't been raised, number one, we see that our preaching is pointless. Our preaching is pointless. Verse 12. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Paul is talking about our preaching is pointless. There's no reason for us to proclaim this message to you. There's no reason for us to put our lives on the line If the resurrection never happened, our preaching is pointless. Our words are pointless if there is no resurrection. Somebody asked me one time, they said, why do you preach the gospel? I said, well, because 
Only transformation happens through the preaching of God's Word. That transforming power that happens through the preaching of God's Word is that same transforming power that rose Christ from the dead. Our preaching is pointless. Our witnessing is pointless if Christ was not raised from the dead. Number two, not only is our preaching pointless, but our faith is useless. Verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Why have faith when Christ never rose from the dead? Why believe in God or even believe in Jesus if you deny His resurrection? Your faith is useless. Because if there is no resurrection of Jesus Christ, there is no hope of a future resurrection for you. If there is no resurrection of Jesus Christ, then there is no hope for a resurrection of your life today. Our faith is useless without a resurrection. Number three. I'm going to slow down here in a minute, I promise. Number three. If there is no resurrection, then God's word isn't true. Verse 15, Paul says, We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead are not raised. If Christ was not raised from the dead, then this book is not true. And you can believe everything you want in this book, but if you if you deny one thing about it, One thing about it, all of it falls apart. There is no belief in this book if any bit of it is a lie. And Paul is saying, if Christ has not been raised, we're liars. The resurrection isn't true, God's word isn't true. Number four, if the resurrection isn't true, forgiveness is impossible. Forgiveness is impossible. Verse 16, for if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Without the resurrection, there is no hope for forgiveness of our sins. People think, well, Christ paid the price on the cross. Yeah, but if he didn't rise from the dead three days later, he was a liar. C.S. Lewis once said that Jesus is either a liar a lunatic, or his Lord. Either he lied about what he did and what he said. Either he lied about who he was and went to the cross and died anyway to keep that truth. And if that's the case, then he's a lunatic to try to keep that truth. He's crazy. But if he's not a liar and if he's not a lunatic, he is Lord. Because of what Christ did on that Good Friday, forgiveness is possible for us but forgiveness is impossible if he does not rise from the grave if there is no resurrection forgiveness is impossible number five if there is no resurrection salvation is hopeless 
There is no resurrection. Salvation is hopeless. Number verse 18. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Paul is saying, if there is no resurrection, those that we love and that we've shared the gospel with, those that we know that have believed in Jesus, who have already died, they're not in heaven. They're perishing. And if there is no resurrection, then they're just dead. That's it. Life is over. There's nothing after this. If there is no resurrection, salvation is hopeless. And number six, if there is no resurrection, Christians are to be pitied. Christians are to be pitied. Verse 18, then those who also have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, if we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. We are of all people most to be pitied. Church, if there is no resurrection, we are wasting our life. We're wasting it. The money we give to the church, the, the time we serve, the this, me spending hours throughout the week preparing sermons, Dealing with the stress of ministry, I mean, it's, it's pointless. We should be pitied if the resurrection isn't true because we are wasting our life. But thank God for verses 20 to 22. Look at verse 20. This is what Paul says. But, in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, for as by a man came death, is talking about Adam, by a man came death, but by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. There is a resurrection. There has to be a resurrection. The resurrection matters. We cannot deny it. If we deny the resurrection, we must deny all of Christianity. Because all of our faith hinges on the day that Christ rose from the grave. All of our faith hinges on the day that Christ defeated sin and death. When he rose from the dead, that was the day when it was a stamp of approval where Christ has paid our payment. It was, it was a, it was a signature that the check had cleared that Christ is our savior. So if Christ has resurrected, let's turn this around. Because Christ has been, been raised, number one, we can trust in God's word. Because Christ has been raised, we know that this word is true because God keeps his word. Jesus said that he will die and three days later rise again. And his death and resurrection was prophesied all throughout the Old Testament. This was something that was pointed to. This wasn't just a surprise. Let's try this out. This was plan A from the beginning. And if the resurrection is true, then we must trust God's word. Because Paul is telling us 
He's telling us in verse 15, we are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testified about God that he raised Christ. The the people who, who, the, the men who wrote the New Testament, most of them were witnesses of Christ and his crucifixion and resurrection. And Paul was a witness of Jesus when, when, when he encountered him on the Damascus road. Paul's basically telling them if the resurrection isn't true, I'm going crazy. I saw Jesus. Church, the, the resurrection changes everything. If there is no resurrection, we have no hope. But because there is a resurrection, one, we can trust in God's word. We can trust that God keeps his word. We can trust that what God says he's going to do, he will do. When he says that we can cast all of our anxieties on him and he will give us peace, he means it. When he says that we can trust him in all of his ways, he means it. When he says that we can live our lives daily, holy and obedient, trusting in his will, he means it. If he tells us that he's never going to leave us nor forsake us, he means it. The resurrection is just proof that he keeps his word. We can trust in God's word. Man, I cannot, I cannot make it through this life without his word. It is, it is honey. It is sweet. It is good. It is rich. It is empowering. It is strengthening. And we must be in this book. The resurrection shows us that we can trust in God's word. Number two or number eight. Not only can we trust in God's word, but the resurrection shows us that we can have hope in Jesus. There's hope. There is hope in Christ. Paul tells us in verse 17, let's let's go to verse 16. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile or useless, or in vain. Your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. See, because of the resurrection, because of what Christ has done, because He has paid the payment, because He has accomplished victory over sin and death, we have hope first for the forgiveness of sins. We can be justified before a holy and righteous God. We can, we can stand before Him because we've been forgiven of our sins. We can have that relationship with God. We can have new life today. We talk about how the resurrection points us to a future resurrection. The resurrection does that, but it also points us to a present resurrection. It's the power of Christ that works through the Holy Spirit within our lives to transform our dead souls into new life and new creations. 
For if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Because Christ has risen from the grave, we can have hope in Jesus. And man, let me tell you, do we not need that hope today? Not just hope for salvation, but just hope that we can make it through the week or hope to make it through the day. Hope that no matter what trials and challenges are coming our way, we can trust that God is going to have us. Because if, if through Christ we can have forgiveness of sins, and if through Christ we can have salvation, then through Christ we know that God's going to work out all things for His good or for our good and His glory. We talked about that on Good Friday. We talked about how Romans 5.10 tells us, for while we were enemies, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, and if, if we are saved by His death, much more shall we be saved by His life. If God is willing to save us, send His Son to die for us as enemies, then how much more can we trust that He's going to take care of us as children? We can have hope in Jesus. The resurrection shows that. The resurrection shows that our hope is in the one who has power over death. And this hope leads us to where we don't have to fear. Leto talked about that this morning. Because of what Christ has accomplished through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, we can have hope. We do not have to fear any day because Christ is ruling and reigning. He is not dead, and we celebrate that. My king is alive and ruling and working and reigning, and he is doing all things as he pleases for our good and his glory. That's where our hope lies. My hope does not lie in anything in this world. Nothing in this world can give me greater hope than Jesus Christ. God's word tells us, do not fear those who can kill the body, but not kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Christ has that power. And my hope is in Him. Not only can we trust in God's Word because of the resurrection, not only can we have hope in Jesus because of the resurrection, but number three, we can have faith in Christ. We can have faith. That was a good amen. I like that. Verse 18, Then those also who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. Church, here's the thing. Because Christ has resurrected from the dead, because He lives and is ruling and reigning and working within our lives today, we can have faith in Him. And I'm talking about saving faith. Because it is through the resurrection that we are saved. Do you see that? If Christ has not been risen from the grave, there is no hope that we will be risen from the grave. If Christ has not been raised, there is no hope that we will. 
If Christ is not living today, there's no hope for transformation in our own lives. But God's word tells us in Romans 10 that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Romans 10 also tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Because of the resurrection, we have faith in Christ. We can have faith in Christ. Because our faith is in someone that is alive, that has power over sin and death, that is ruling and reigning and transforming our lives today. Resurrection allows us to have that faith in Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you probably wondering why you showed up at Red Cross Baptist Church on Easter Sunday. Easter and Christmas are great times to, 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 to see people come to church. But maybe you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. You've never put your faith and trust in Him. You've never relied on His works to save you. Let me tell you, you cannot save yourself. You cannot raise yourself from death to life. You don't have that kind of power. You cannot stand before a holy and righteous God without the work of Christ on the cross and his resurrection to prove that he is who he says he is. You cannot be saved apart from Jesus. Will you put your faith and trust in him today? Will you repent of your sin and turn to Christ today? God's word tells us that our sin has separated us. Isaiah 39, it separated us between us and God. And our iniquities have created, have, 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 have hidden his face from us so that he does not hear. We are separated from God because of our sin. But Christ has taken our sin and shame and nailed it to the cross. First oh. Peter 2, 24, for he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Christ carried our sin and shame to the cross so that we may be saved. And he rose from the dead three days later to show that he has transforming power and that we can be transformed as well. Have you put your faith and trust in Jesus? If not, will you do that today? I believe Easter Sunday 2021 is a great day to put your faith and trust in Jesus. Today. We're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised this afternoon. We can have faith in Christ because of the resurrection. And number four, or number ten, we have a message to proclaim. Believer, because Christ has risen from the dead, our Savior lives and reigns and rules and is working today, we have a message to proclaim. I love my wife. I know y'all like to see those ooey gooey posts on Facebook and Instagram where I'm talking about how much I love my wife. It's really just for show, but <laughs> just kidding. But I love, I love that woman so much. When we got engaged, I wanted to make sure everyone knew about it. So I asked her to marry me over the radio. 91.9. It was before it was KCOM or KLOVE. Not K Cup. K Love. It was WRCM.org, 91, New Life, 91.9. And 
I wanted everybody to know about it. It's not like I had her like, hey, listen to the radio and let me know what you say. That's not how that went down. But what I did was, is I had the ring, I had it planned out. I called the radio station and I told them what I want to do and and they recorded what I want to say. I recommended her song at that time, which is way outdated now. And we, I I showed up at the salon at the time I told the radio station I was going to be there. And I hid in the back room of the bathroom. All right. And they've got that radio blaring in the salon. It was open. All the girls were in there and I, I, I kind of snuck out. The person that owned the, owned the salon was in on it. And she pulled Tara out. And, and as they heard me on the radio, Tara, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And it's me. I'm recommending this song. Keep the candle burning by point of grace. Old song. And as I am, as, as I'm in there, I'm listening and I'm telling them how much I love this girl. And I'm telling them how, how much she means to me and just what she's been in my life. And then I tell them, I'm like, I'm actually at the back of the salon about to propose to her. Say it on the radio. Tara turns around. There I am. Walk up. Get on one knee. And I'm bawling like a baby like I am now. And I didn't even have to ask her. (laughs) She was so excited. I had to let everyone know. Radio station made me call back. I had to let the radio station know the answer. They aired that thing all week. Every day for a week they aired that thing. Guys, when we are in love, when we've been transformed by somebody, when, we, when we've been changed by somebody, my wife has changed my life. If it, if, if it wasn't for her, I don't know where I would be today, but it's because Christ has changed her life that Christ has made an impact on my life. And since Christ has transformed my life, we have a message to proclaim that we have a savior who loves us and has given his life for us, that we have a savior who, even though he gave his life for us, has the grave could not hold him. He is now risen, ruling and reigning. And he is at the right hand of the father and is one day going to return. Church, we have a message to proclaim Verse 14, Paul says, and if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. But then in verse 20, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has also come the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. When Paul is talking about in Christ shall all be made alive, he's not talking about every individual person being saved. This isn't a universalism. But God's word tells us that Jesus tells Nicodemus in John 3, 3, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is turned to Jesus and put their faith and trust in him, they will not see heaven. That's a sad reality. It's a devastating reality. So church, we have a message to proclaim. Easter Sunday is not just for us to come to church and to worship and sing songs and not be changed. Easter Sunday is for us to be revitalized, to to be put on fire, to, to be empowered and strengthened, to be reminded of what Christ has done 
through the tomb, the empty tomb, because we have a message to tell a lost and dying world. So let me conclude by saying this. If you are here this morning and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, today is a good day to do that. Don't wait. Don't wait. Bible tells us for as it is once appointed man to die and then comes judgment. There's no chance after death and we're not promised tomorrow. Don't wait. Maybe you're here this morning as a believer and you know somebody in your life who needs to know Jesus. You know somebody who's never put their faith and trust in Christ. Maybe they're on your heart. Maybe they're on your mind. Will you, will you dedicate yourself to one, pray for them daily? Pray for them daily. There is, there is no hope for that person unless God intervenes. Pray for them daily. And secondly, would you pray for yourself to share the gospel with them? Would you do that? And then would you pray that you would invite them to church or get them plugged into something to help them see what the gospel is? Maybe you just needed this morning to be reminded of the hope that we can have in Christ. I needed that. I needed that. This, this world is lost and dying. It's dark and it's filled with sin and sickness and suffering. And, and it's not going to get any better until Christ comes. But because Christ has risen and He's risen indeed, we can have hope. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And I forgot the rest. Let's pray. Altars open if you want to come and pray. I'll be down here if you want to talk. If you want to give your life to Christ, would you do so? I cannot implore you anymore. I can't, I, mean, I just, would you do that today? Don't, don't leave here unchanged. Let's pray. Father God, we are so thankful for your word. We're thankful for who you are. We're thankful for everyone that's here this morning, God. And I pray that you are working within their lives, convicting them where there needs to be conviction, empowering them, encouraging them, God. Help us to be reminded of the hope of the gospel, the hope of the resurrection, that because Christ lives, we can face all trials and challenges within our life, that we can have hope that we can face this world, a lost and dying world, with the gospel. We have a message to proclaim. Help us to proclaim it. We ask this in your son's precious name we pray. Amen.